Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What did Spartacus say when the lion ate his wife? Nothing. He was gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was brilliant, Nate. Brilliant. I know. Pretty damn good. You should be jet lagged more often. I should. I should oversleep through our recording times more often. Uh, also, apologies to people listening if I sound like I'm underwater, but I'm uh, on my laptop. Uh, because Nate just woke up. We had to I, phone him. <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep mouth open on my on my sofa, which I've got to say is probably the least flattering I've ever looked today. No. he's getting all the laughs on the uh on the pre-intro segment flying i know it was bad when i know it was bad when i logged onto the zoom call and madders just started laughing like look at him (laughs) look at him (laughs) so so for context for everyone listening because they can't see us we like nate and i have got home within like the last 90 minutes i i got home about half an hour ago and showered and just jumped on this call um so we've flown overnight Mr. Barreto has been struggling with jet lag for 24 hours longer than us uh, yeah. back here in the UK. So none of us are very fresh, but Nate genuinely was woken up by Lawrence calling him because we could yeah. tell he'd fallen asleep. Uh, said something pretty un- unintelligible on the phone. And then he logged on and you could see he was still half asleep. He was like, what am I doing here? Where am I? Who are you people? So um, it's actually been a very entertaining start just to the call, let alone the pod. I'm still not quite sure where I am, to be honest with you. Well, I've got some good news for you, Nate. Hit me. Ten. Yes. <laughs> what a show! What a start! I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just sleep through the start more often. I think you should. I think you should. That generally was the best joke you told in ages. Wow. I mean, well, it's got to be the last ten, ten I suppose. <laughs> that's I think that's, that's the fourth ten. Wow. Wow. Question. I've got fuzzy fuzzy Question feeling to the inside. adjudicator. Um. Yeah. Is there any semblance of sympathy in that score for the fact that he has just woken up and oh, that I was the one that struggling. woke him up? Yeah. <laughs> Do you reckon it was maybe a nine point eight and you gave him a point two extra for no, that reason? No, huh? no, no. This is a full joke only score, Nate. Wow. I loved it. I can't tell you how much I loved it. Well, you can. And you did. <laughs> like this is the great thing about this format is you actually can tell me how much you loved it. It's actually kind of the point. No, he's gone. I thought he was going to do the intro, but he's gone. <laughs> well, welcome to the pod hawk. I've pulled myself together. I'm Lawrence Bretto, and I've got my jet lag mates, Nate Saunders and Chris Bedley with us. Um, chaps... I don't. I need to control. I need a moment. Talk about yourselves. Well, no, you've already lost it, haven't you? <laughs> He's gone. I was just stating facts. Like you literally, like you literally can tell me how much you like these jokes. This but is anyway, down to my tiredness, I think, Nate. Yeah, I and what it is. So 
I've got a jet lag question for you because genuinely this one I always struggle with the most. You're obviously meant to stay awake for the full day when you get back from the US as as late as you can. Did you manage it yesterday? And if so, how do you do? You walk around? Do you stay active? Because I, I as soon as I sit down on anything that's remotely comfortable, I'm just out like a light. So the strategy yesterday was to try and stay awake for the whole day. Um, Yuki Tsunoda's trainer, Michael Retano, who we played golf with in Miami. Uh, you'll Story's be excited about this story later on, mate. Um, he was telling me that what you need to do is just stay outside. You just need natural sunlight for the whole time and just to cheat your body into thinking that it's awake. So I went out, had a walk, thought, this is great, feel great. Came back home, sat on the sofa to have lunch and fell asleep. There was literally nothing I could do about that because I was just so tired. But I got up about an hour later and then I powered through to the end of the day. Slept, went to bed pretty much as soon as I hit the pillow, but then woke up at 4am and Meadows and I were discussing this before we came on air. I have no idea why it was 4am. doesn't make any sense. Shouldn't have been like that. <laughs> no, so that's know. like he's so gone I... to America. That's <laughs> yeah. normally the way it goes. Coming back, yeah. it's normally really tough to get to sleep. And then... Like if you, especially if you nap in the day, then you've got way too much energy. Like when you want to go to bed, and then you wait, you don't want to wake up at a normal time because it's still the middle of the night in your head. So he's broken basically as a unit. Yeah, I am. I do feel broken. Um, I didn't really sleep on the plane either. That didn't help. So I'm sorry, Nate. You've After had what it. Was a massive weekend for you, Nate? Massive sorry? weekend. You were all it was a great weekend. All over. I was. You were like the yeah, first I was. Of the ESPN. Well, let's not say the face of ESPN. The body I'll take. The, <laughs> the face and body I'll take. No, um, <laughs> uh, it was a great weekend. It was unbelievable. Uh, got on Sports Centre for the first time. Went back on Marty McGee. My good friends there. I made fun of King Charles's fat fingers on live American TV. I'm amazed I got back in the country. Yeah, um, treason. Yeah, treasonous. And I've just done it again. So don't know what the punishment is now. Uh and we, we recorded a couple of uh, live unlapped shows, which is our podcast, uh, which, you know, as we've found out, podcasts done in person are just so much better than when you do them on Zoom because you can kind of feed off each other's energy and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, and I, 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 managed to, um, I managed to completely photobomb Martin Brundle's um, grid walk, which was fun. Um, and, yeah, pretty, pretty damn good. And a Daniel Ricciardo moment. You photobombed as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He was being interviewed by our social guy. Um, really, really good interview that went onto our social media channels. And uh, for the first half of it, I'm just there, like kind of in the background. And there's a great moment. I I spot myself, uh, and then I look over, and it's quite a funny, funny still image. Um, so I was, I was literally was everywhere, quite literally, was everywhere. He really was. Didn't get he to was. do, didn't get to do trackside comms with you, Matters, which is a shame. Yeah, that was I. I kind of promised the guys, didn't I, on a previous pod yeah. that that might happen, and uh, it didn't because the uh, team that were doing it didn't need anyone extra in the end. They, I joined them for the first half of FP three, but even then, there was already three people in the booth, so I snuck in. But also, you needed special stickers to go in the commentary boxes, which I was lucky enough to have because I'd done it in Baku, but you guys didn't have. So yeah, suddenly that fell through. Actually, I do have that sticker, Medan. So you don't have that as an excuse for not letting me wow, in the commentary do box. I'm afraid. Is it a permanent wow. thing on your pass as well? Yeah, yeah. It's oh, I have. I've just got a temporary one that I now need to keep very, 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 very safe, and then I can sneak into more commentary boxes. But if <laughs> if it gets rubbed off or anything, I'm screwed. How safe do you keep it? Very, 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 very. That yeah. is very safe. Yeah. 
Um, I think I've got a very safe answer to a question that Lawrence has put in the chat, which is oh, I didn't I, I didn't check the I didn't check the chat. Oh, yeah, there's a very <laughs> very obvious answer to that. It's, it's, uh, it's no, isn't it? Yeah, have you got a sixty second review, Nate? The answer is no. And I'll be honest with you, chaps, I'm just about hanging on to this podcast. <laughs> so, I, I want to see you try it. I want to see you try it. A second review would get the not finishing order up. Get the finishing order up. This is we're gonna have the jet lagged review. Can someone time it for me? I can't even find my phone. Yeah, I'll do yeah, that. I could. Okay, we could do that. All right, let me let me do this. This, this. this could be this could be an absolute disaster, or it could be pretty funny. Uh, do you know what I'm gonna do um, though, Nate? I'm gonna set a timer for one yeah. minute and hit start, and it's gonna count down. So if you go over, we're gonna get an alarm on the show. Oh, okay. Ooh. Oh, one of those awful. One of those awful. Yeah. Oh. The official yeah. iPhone alarm. Well, it's a double whammy because then it'll also, you know, you get that fear when you hear that sort of alarm, even if it's not yeah. yours. And mate will yeah. get that and it'll wake him up even more. So you'll oh, think it's his alarm going off in the morning. This is, that's going to knock my body into even more of a rhythm, isn't it? Well, it'll help wake you up now because. You're welcome. Yeah. We're just here for you, mate. Okay. Let's do it. I'm, gonna try, I'm just going to try it. Yeah. All right. Play the jingle. You've only got one minute to spare Wanna know who finished when and where Sit back, relax, cause we got you Here's Nate with a 60 second review And Hello everyone LL Cool J's off today This is Nate Saunders First position's the Dutch deliverer Max Verstappen Then the Mexican machine Sergio Perez Ahead of Fernando Alonso Who everybody loves George Russell's in fourth I couldn't remember that he finished fourth Carlos Sainz in fifth Lewis Hamilton, the GOAT, the GOAT man in sixth position. Charles Leclerc, what is going on with Charles? He's sad. He keeps crashing out. He needs to stop crashing out and start making more piano music. Happier piano music, Charles. Yeah, Gasly. Let's go. We love Gasly. He's eighth. Ocon is ninth. Double French. Pierre Gasly liked that. So do I. Kevin Magnuson in tenth. I like that as well. Got time left. Wait. Ah, oh, uh. Sonoda, Stroll. Oh, what is Stroll? Bit rubbish. Bottas, Albon, Lukenberg, Guan Yu Joe, Norris, Nick DeVries. What is Nick? What are you doing? Pull your finger out, man. Piastri uh, and a gentleman's 20th for Logan Sargent. Oh, is that the alarm? That was Beautiful. the alarm. Right on. There we go. Right I ran out. I stopped. I was going to try and give them all like a little nickname, and I forgot. I, I ran out after two. The Mexican yeah. machine, the Mexican machine, and the Dutch deliverer. <laughs> I was, I was all ready for the Spanish samurai in third. Yeah, I should have. Oh, that was so easy, wasn't it? But, um, easy, see, easy, easy to pontificate about the review when you're not doing it live. Exactly, and <laughs> and and also easy for me to say, not under the pressure of the timer after you've done it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I was drivers to go. So I feel like I was clearing on for dear life there, and I think, to be honest with you. Did all right. Like, I thought Lawrence that was yeah. superb. Wow, maybe I'll just, do them, I'll just do them like that more often. No, no just no. completely, no no recording, just me just shouting at the laptop and hoping people like it. Please give feedback. Do you like old Nate, refresh Nate, or do you like tired, gravelly Nate? <laughs> uh, or yeah. the above. Yeah, or, or both. <laughs> or do you just like Nate? <laughs> or do you hate Nate? We need all the options. I uh, can't wait. Talk. Yeah. I can't wait to see the feedback from people that actually saw you on Sports Center and got this highly yeah. polished, wearing a blazer and a checkered flag style shirt, 
yep. stood up in the or stood or sat were you on the on the stools i sat yeah sat down on the espn stools in the paddock what a pro and then there's this, this. yeah <laughs> You look also, smart, mate. You look super smart. Uh, yeah, th- th- thanks so much. I, I, I thought I thought it was a good look. And luckily, in that part of the stage, sort of where the ESPN set was, it was kind of shaded. It was a bit of a breeze. Otherwise, if I'd worn that, I'd have just been a melting, gooey mess. Uh, I was still that, but at least it was just underneath my shirt. When I got back to the media centre, I was like, this is like quite literally revolting. So I was on the grid with this horrible shirt on. Uh, and then... Um, yeah, it, it did look like a checkered flag. I pretended I was waving the checkered flag in the media centre. Who had the pleasure of sitting next to you in the media centre to get the sweaty mess? Oh, it's always Lawrence Edmondson. He's probably, you know, he's the man who's who has dealt with the most sweaty Nate in the world. Uh, he does it very, very manfully. Does a very good job. He does, to be fair. Um, doesn't complain. He does. Well, he doesn't to me. He might to others. Yeah, not to us either. Keeps his head down. No? Yeah, He... I, I think he does keep a journal, the I Hate Nate Sweat <laughs> Journal, which I see him occasionally scribbling like uh, furiously in. But I don't know what he writes in there. Could be nice. Sure but um, but the title of the book suggests it's not nice. <laughs> well, Never Medicine judge a book I... cover. <laughs> well, Medicine and I got to spend the day with Lawrence Edmondson on the golf course. Oh, here we go. Yes, it's golf minute, golf hour. Should we? Should we hit? I mean, this is definitely <laughs> going to send Nate back to sleep. But yes, it, 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 this could honestly, guys. I was clinging on for dear life, and uh, uh, go for it. See if I make it. See if I make it. Well, it's all really down to Medland, um for organising this pretty mega day. I'll let him tell a story. Well, two days. We're going to start. It's it's back to back golf days, which is. I, I I was the guy who brought his own golf clubs to a race for the first time ever. He and... really was. And uh, I'm glad I did it, actually. They survived, although I haven't unpacked them yet, but they've come back with me. Uh, but it's because with the travel from Baku, had so much time in airports and on planes, I could get basically all my work done. And then being on US time, we record the uh, Sirius XM radio show each week early. So by Tuesday, like late morning, was pretty much on top of everything. So Lawrence and I, Mr. Bretto here, uh, and Michael Italiano, as he mentioned earlier, uh, Yuki's trainer, we went and played a golf course called, I think it was Miami Shores, and showed up and there were some Alpine mechanics like teeing off just in front of us. They were checking in at the same time. So it's like everyone had the same idea. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we enjoyed ourselves. We played some good golf. Uh, Lawrence scored really well, and we were very happy with life. Apart that was from a my... good day, wasn't it? It was a really wise. good day. Yeah, we, we, were, we were good. It was hot. It was good. Um, and we then went and had a really nice healthy lunch as well because we were the driver trainer, um, who's not always such a saint because his final shot was a golf ball that ended up bouncing around a car park, but we will move on from that. Uh, so that was our warm up though, because we needed that because I'd reached out to the PR company and crush who helped run the, um, Miami Grand Prix. And we deal with a lot for the events and they had said, wake up, Nate. No, they'd said, um, <laughs> I said, can you recommend any golf courses to play? Cause uh, the two Lawrences and I would like to try and play on one of the days we're over there. And they took this idea and ran with it, basically. So it went from, sure, we'll give you a few recommendations. Then they fired a few recommendations. Then they said, when can you guys all be together? We went, sure. They said, well, you need to all be together because we're going to make it a four ball with Nat Moore, who is an ex-Dolphins legend. He's a Hall of Famer for the Dolphins. Um, one of Dan Marino's favorite targets as a wide receiver. And 
Uh, he is part of the Dolphins setup now as one of their vice presidents. And Tom Garfinkel wanted to basically give us a golf day um, with Nat just to kind of learn more about what they're doing with the race and the event and just to play some nice golf. That meant playing the, I think, most expensive, but certainly hardest golf course in, I think, all of Florida um, called Doral, which is a like a Trump national um resort and it has a course called blue monster that we played where the pga tour had been for 55 years and now the live tour play and we were terrible like horrifically bad imagine basically i mean nate what's a sport you think you're okay at that you'd say you know yeah i know what i'm doing sport i'm okay at yeah um hard to say because i don't really play many now um i guess Probably Formula One. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I don't know. I'd probably say, yeah, football, I guess. Like, I don't play much now. Well, but so like five football. Aside. Yeah, so it's football. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So you play five aside. It would be like you would, you know, you play five aside, you feel nice and comfortable. And then just as because you'd ask if you could have a kickabout when you get to Miami, you are doing a full training session with the Inter Miami first team. Like, in a sense, there's no pressure yeah. because it's, it's just just training so you know we're just playing a round of a golf with one guy it's not a tournament but you're also at a level that's far 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 too advanced to actually be good at so um yeah we we had our moments that were good but on the whole it was a course that showed how bad at golf most of us are Lawrence Edmondson played really well until the last yeah. what two or three holes and then I think he tied in the heat and made a few mistakes and again it just like there's water everywhere there's sand everywhere that's impossible to get out of and your score goes south so I found out that uh, when Lando played it the same day, the same morning, Lando and Zach Brown had played it with some professionals. They, well, Lando shot over 100, and all three of us shot over 100, so. Oh, does it, did he? That makes me feel way better. He did play off the black tees, though, which for the uninitiated who are still awake is the special professional tees they've set up for the Live Golf Tour. Uh, we played off the normal tees, the white ones, so um, he had it even harder than we had. But yeah, I felt a lot better knowing that he'd struggled yeah. so much. So um, it was epic, though, wasn't it? Like, the course was unbelievably good. It was pristine, like, everything, the, from the fairways to the greens, to even to the giant lakes. And, and we saw some giant lizards. That yeah, was good. huge lizards. Huge lizards, kind of just minding their business, um, pondering around the course. It was it was beautiful. Um, really flat, so I think that helped in some ways. Um, mm. But very, very tricky bunkers, Um it was just a great day out, really. Um, so thank you very much to Encrush, to Tom Garfunkel. Garfunkel. Yeah, thank you very much, Encrush, for that. Um, <laughs> what was impressive was, um, obviously you guys had spoken about playing, was then seeing his name in the stadium. Yeah, Nat Moore. Because obviously, yeah, sorry, Nat Moore. Obviously, I mean, that's pretty special company he's in there. He's got, like like you said, Dan Marino, Dan Marino Brian Greasy, who the two quarterbacks he played with. Um, yeah, and his name's just there, which is crazy when you think about it, isn't it? Like, your name is just, like, written in a stadium that hosts some of the biggest games. There. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, for people listening, the reason that's the reason we noticed it was because the paddock was in the stadium, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I thought it was a really nice touch. Um, but it's actually the first, one of the first things I saw. You guys have been mentioning that more, and I saw his name like almost instantly walking in there. Mm. Um, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, it it was it was very cool actually. Yeah, having that set up for the paddock and things way way better than last year. Way more space. It almost made other bits look a bit 
more empty, but I'd say kind of in a good way. It just meant that it was just more calm and controlled because there was so much more room to move around. But I was lucky enough, I'm going to do a plug here. Uh, I was lucky enough to arrive at the stadium from downtown because I um I got a free hotel this weekend. Ooh. Free oh. hotel. Uh, and again, because Nate is struggling to stay awake, I'm going to tell him a long story. But <laughs> it started with an email from another PR company that was titled, would you like to go to the Miami Grand Prix? And I'm like, well, I, I'm already going. But I hadn't responded with that yet. I, I was like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll hear them out. I'll hear what they want to say. And it was because of a, a tour company that basically was look had availability on one of their packages and wanted to, um, they said, take me um, and give me access to the race to kind of report on what they did too or, or mention what they did. Uh, so I went back and was like, yeah, I can't do that. Like, I'm already go, everything's booked. Um, I can't take what you're offering, but I also, like, my job means I wouldn't be able to go in a grandstand and watch the racing anyway and that sort of thing. But I did say the one thing that I could probably do because I had free cancellation on my other hotel was take the hotel. Uh, and they were like, sure, all right, that works. So um, Grand Prix Grand Tours was the company. Uh, and I met their co-founder, Jay, when we got to Miami. Really nice guy. And actually just learned about what they do and found out some more. Um, and this will give us a proper actual point to talk about in a sec. But um, the reason that there was availability was that from the UK, there was just hardly any interest in going to Miami this year. They, they had hardly any at all. So they had a few rooms spare. So I, I got one of these lovely rooms in the Intercontinental. I've never been so fancy at a race in my life. Uh, like downtown Miami overlooking the bay. It was awesome. Uh, now I know how Lawrence Barreto lives. Um, <laughs> you to say pro- that. <laughs> proper Formula One style hotel, but um, it was great. And genuinely, this is this is a genuine tip of feedback. People talk about traffic being a problem or whatever in Miami. Had zero trouble with traffic, zero. So from downtown to the circuit was about twenty to twenty five minutes, smooth as anything. What? Yeah. Uh, if you want to go to South Beach, crossing across to South Beach is where the problem comes. So if you stay downtown, you're fine. It's probably another 20 minutes to South Beach if you want because of traffic being bad that way. But from downtown, it was great. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd highly recommend that. Actually. I'm going to try and stay there again, as in downtown. Probably can't afford that hotel, but downtown next year. But, yeah, Grand Prix Grand Tours were the guys that hooked me out, hooked me up. Um, so my plug is for GrandPrixGrandTours.com um, where they just shows that they sort people out with their travel arrangements, with flights, accommodation, tickets, grandstand passes, everything. You kind of say what you need and they'll do it. And they're, they're, they're big in, or they're expanding in America as well. Their big focus there was for the US races, there seems to be more appetite from the US to go rather than from elsewhere. So they were expecting more people from the UK to want to go to Miami, but they didn't. Apparently everyone here was happy with cold and wet and windy weather and didn't want South Florida where it's 30 degrees and they were sweating. So, um, <laughs> but it surprised me actually, because you see the feedback, don't we, on social media and things like that, that it feels like people who don't go to the race are pretty split on it, but quite a few really don't like it. But when you're there, it's really cool. It's yeah. a hell of an event, I think. Like you touched on it earlier, they've properly stepped it up, haven't they? There were a lot of problems last year. There were a lot of things that they could have done better. And I kind of feel like they went and tackled all of those things from, you know, the car parks, to the way that the venue operates, to the logistics, the operations, the food, being enough food. <laughs> Like there was just, it was just the stadium setup was epic. There's not been a paddock like it. There's a real family feel inside there. Everyone was happy to be there. Everything works. Um, 
it was great. Like I wasn't, I didn't go out into the fan, um, into the guest experience areas like the beach club and those kind of things. But I went into the normal fan zone, but um, briefly to uh, collect my latest pair of shoes uh, from um, a friend who dropped it off. And it was great. I, you know, there's real buzz chat to a, few, a fair few people while I was up there and people seem to be loving it. So that was kind of my rough, small anecdotal view of how it went. <laughs> I had a great time though. It's interesting because I think I had a great time. I loved the I loved the the changes, but I totally get people hating on the event because I think unless you're like a Silverstone or a really old event where people know, hey, if you go to that race, it's going to be mega, and you know that hey, Silverstone sometimes you're going to have dull races, but it's Silverstone. You know, it's like it's it's awesome, whatever. You know, same with you know like I know Monza was bad for people last year, but a lot of people would be like, I'd love to go to Monza. Just you know, just the the feel of it, the legacy the history, of it, yeah, the history. So those things, I think, are a big thing for fans. And Miami obviously doesn't have that history. Um, and a friend of mine said to me yesterday, he said, "I'm tired of all these journalists telling me how amazing Miami was because I watched the race and I didn't really find it that entertaining." Because I think it's quite ultimately for most fans, that's what will define what is good and what is bad. So I think it's great Miami have made all those changes for fans, but I think the biggest thing. And I think the, the circuit itself, I think there'll be a great race there one day. Like it's got all the ingredients it needs. There's just something there's just something missing. You know, we had a mixed up grid and it was okay, the race, but it could have been a lot better. I think the problem the bigger problem this year was just the nature of the season, right? We're never gonna get an amazing race because Red Bull is so good. Yeah. But um but I do t- I do understand fans not liking the event because ultimately still the majority of fans tune in on a Sunday for the first time. They haven't seen the paddock. They have. They don't care. They couldn't. They don't care whether the you know whether the paddock is in the stadium or you know in space. <laughs> For them, it's like well, it's, you know who's who's on track, who's on pole. Mm. Um, so I do get that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think um, that's why. But that but that point of it is why I don't get why people were so upset with the driver intros because it was different. Mm. It was new. It was kind of you know it was something a bit different. And if you didn't like it, like that's fine. But that's just what they're going to do at Miami to try and make it stand out from the crowd a bit so um yeah it's a uh, yeah i think that made sense that's yeah, the, no, most co- I... the most coherent i've ever been and that's when i'm um <laughs> well there's lots about you nate in terms of the efficiencies of your <laughs> day-to-day yeah I... I think that's it now that's my capacity it's like my cpu is done now that's like i'm down to like single digits five percent capacity well, I, I agree, totally agree with you, though. And, like, the example I keep using is Baku. First race mm. there. I think a lot Terrible. of people are like, why are we going racing in Baku as a, as a location? And then the first race was so bad. And, you know, the first sector looks so dull on paper. People are like, oh, it's just all right angles. It's really rubbish street circuit. Even the narrow section, they're like, oh, it's unique, but it's can't race through there. It's follow the leader, this sort of thing. And when you get a boring race, they're like, rubbish race. The next two incredible, like massively chaotic, so much drama that it got this reputation for being a great race. And it's so up and down. It's either great or it's awful. They're the two that we seem to get at Baku. Yeah, but it's like it was this year. It was awful. Yeah, exactly. But it just seems to have got itself this reputation that, that means more fans look forward to it now. That's what Miami needs. Like you said, it needs a race that is epic for people to go like, cool, it can deliver that. So I'm actually interested in watching it. And yeah, you're right. This year's I think was actually as good as it could be. Because there's some good racing. I think now I am I am going with what I saw on a tweet. I think someone said it actually had the most overtakes of the season. Um during yeah, the race. Um but partly because of the mixed up grid and people just actually calmly making their way into the position they should have been in. 
there was a bit of a lack of drama, but still a fight for the win between two cards that were on different strategies. So it was, the, it was that weird one that you don't see them battle on track, but um, you do see them kind of trying to outdo each other for lap time and, and it all boiled down to that final stint. So um, yeah, it, it was as good, like you say, with Red Bull dominating as it, as it could be, but I just think it is a great event. Um, it is really entertaining when you're there. I think traffic at the very last minute, getting in and out for fans at the right time. That was a loud train. Um, yeah, that, that could be a slight issue, but I, from from our experiences, I think we'd all probably say give it a shot if you ever can afford to go because that's the other thing; it's damn expensive. Yeah, I think from a fan perspective, if you can go there and you can make it work, I think you'll have a great time, and I think they're going to continue to improve that experience over time. It is only the second race at this event, and so I do think the race will improve as years go on. They'll be able to make slightly more diff- uh, slightly more tweaks to the circuit. Maybe they might change the DRS zones. There's lots they can change. And the field will close up, hopefully, over the next couple of years, like both of you just said, and that should in- encourage better racing. And, and actually, when I was watching the race, I know when you, it's one of those races where when you look back, it looks boring. But actually, during it, you are trying to work out whether Checo is going to do enough to extend in front of Max. You are working out whether Max is extending the tyres enough. So I think there was enough going on when you're actually watching it, um, watching it to see whether it's a good race. Anyway, that's ultimately what I wanted to say. I basically got being given the hurry up by Chris, and that's what caused the problem. <laughs> no, I was just trying to get you to hurry up, but it was going to be completely, like, seamlessly edited together, which it might now not be because it's across different platforms. But, you know, who cares? Nobody can tell, <laughs> apart from the fact I just told them. Okay, well... We better go, Meadows, because I know you've got to go pick up Monty, which is very important. Massively important. But on that note, then, I'm going to just do another plug for GrandPrixGrandTours.com because they gave me a free hotel. It's amazing. Um, what do I do? Hashtag gifted. But uh, genuinely really good. So for anyone who thinks Miami's too expensive, they do all the races. So you could just check them out and see kind of what it might cost to go to any race or what you might want to do. So, um, And, the, you know, they were good guys and they're happy for us to talk about them on the podcast, which anyone who likes the Padhock is a friend of the Padhock. Anyone who doesn't is not. Can, can, go, can get in the bin. It's my official my official view. What say you, Lawrence? You're the nice uh, You're the nice one. Yeah. Say something, I, say something friendly. No, I don't want anyone getting in the bin, mate. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you do. We're all, we're all friends here. <laughs> Apart from those who are not friends. No. Anyway, we're, we're getting sidetracked. Or Nate um, to us when he's sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna get in the bin because I would fall asleep in it. Okay. Well, <laughs> mate, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go so you could go and sleep on your sofa. No, I'm gonna go sleep. I'm gonna go walk the around the town of Reading. Okay. And see things and look at people. Okay. With my well, eyes if, wide open. If Medland edits this quickly and anyone lives in Reading, you might see Nate. Walking aimlessly around with it <laughs> this out. afternoon. So Just do see you later. Dressing gown, <laughs> slippers on. I'm more thinking if anyone sees Nate curled up asleep somewhere yeah, in Reading, yeah. direct him home, please. Just give me a poke, you know, with a stick or something. And well, uh, I got the poke. No, I don't think you want a poke, Nate. No, well, come on. That's, not, that's, a, very, that's a Facebook, Facebook. Oh yeah, do you remember that? that? You poke someone. You'd be like, yeah. oh. Gave you a poke. What, what was the point? Yeah, it was so it was so silly. So and so has poked you, and you're like, oh right. wow, is this meant to? Am I meant to be offended? Poke back. Yeah, poke back. You're like that'll teach them. <laughs> now we play the waiting game. <laughs> well, I, I feel like I bet there's people rapid. that are on who are listening to this who have done that where they've gone just for 
years just sending pokes <laughs> to each other. But there'll also be people listening who have no idea what that's about because it was a very small timeline on Facebook, wasn't it? Yeah. In the early few years of Facebook, you could poke people. Yeah. So have really you poked anyone morning. on Facebook? Let us know. Yes. And if you did, how did it go? <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least I've uh, ended this podcast as I started it by laughing. Shunting. So, as ever, chaps, thanks very much. If anyone wants to give Medland a free hotel, you're welcome to get in <laughs> at Chris Medland. Uh, uh, and I'll leave it there, I think. Chaps, it's been a pleasure. Where can I read your stuff? Oh, you can read my stuff on F1.com. You can read your stuff on Race.com. Yeah. And I believe you can read Nate's stuff on the ESPN.com. On the and also see it ESPN. on the Sports Centre www.theesbn.com Check us out. Alright, later chaps. Bye. Bye bye. I was crossing the street when I met the love of my life. I chased after her. Nothing would stand in my way. Not the dog walker, nor the hot dog vendor. Finally reaching her, I asked, what do you call that amazing smell? Um, it's Gain Flings. Gain Flings. My love had a name, but more importantly, it had a scent. Fall in love with Gain Flings. Seriously good scent. Try Gain Flings today with special savings at Family Dollar. Podcast Network.